It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I have had the opportunity to work with some of the world's most renowned CEOs of different companies, many of the Fortune 100 companies, some of the Fortune 10 companies. And what I can tell you is each one of them command a certain level of respect. Now, some more than others, some do more, some exert more, some try different things. But overall, they all have a theme of how they drive respect. So I thought it'd be fun on this Friday Agile, not so Agile episode of the Daily Stand-Up Podcast to talk about 11 simple things that we can do to help make people respect us more. So how do we gain the respect of our family members? How do we gain the respect of our peers? How do we gain the respect of our children? So uh, here's 11 tips. Here's 11 things you can do. All right, let's get that. Let's get this list started. Number one, this should go as no surprise to any of you. Sharpen up your physical appearance. (laughs) People who know me know that this is a big deal. It's important, right? We can't change how we came out of the womb, but we can maximize what we have to work with. There's a reason that you feel better after a proper manicure, after working out, or after going for a morning run. What does looking in the mirror say about you? What does your body type say about you? Uh, Does it make a difference? If you care about how you look, don't necessarily write that off as being shallow. Deep down, you should know that the key is what others perceive about you often drives how much they take you seriously and how much they respect you. I know it sucks, but it's reality, right? It's nature. It's just the way that we work. So let's go to number two. Number two is emotional control. Now, this one's interesting. How quick are you to react with anger? If you react with anger, you've lost the other person's respect and those around you, the ones who see you. Avoiding this is to nurture uh, something called the gap. Reactive people have tiny gaps, meaning that they don't create any space between whatever triggers the stimulus and their emotional response. Non-reactive people command tremendous respect because they have nurtured those gaps wide enough to allow any tension in themselves to dissipate before they respond. So how do you react? That's uh, emotional control. Number three, this one's interesting. Stop always being available. You don't always need to respond to the text right away. You don't always need to smile. You don't always need to laugh at people when they say a bad dad joke. Oh, that's me. You shouldn't always be available. Your real life can reflect this. It can't be an act. Uh, It's a sense of scarcity that creates a perception of value. So I'm not saying that you should make yourself completely unavailable, but being scarce is a good thing in a way. What impression does it give to others if you're always available? It it shows that people have little respect for you, that they can walk all over you, but it also shows they can have confidence in you. But at the same time, you don't want to make it so overwhelmingly available that people are just like, oh, well, that person's never busy because that's a hindrance towards respect. How about this one? Unexpected flattery. (laughs) Overly nice people are a dime a dozen. While most people try desperately to impress you, uh, do it different. Your compliments should be rare, unexpected, specific, and come from a genuine place. I often use reserved words. One of my reserved words, I'll say it here, I normally don't say it, but I will, is appreciate. I don't say that word very often. 
And I reserve it because when I do say it, I want it to really mean something. Those are the types of things that make you unforgettable. If you can really just stop being grateful for everything and start really being grateful for the important things, uh, you know, and, and be grateful for everything, but, but don't vocalize being grateful for everything. Unexpected flattery takes you further. How about this one? Talk less. I am guilty of this. I talk to everyone. And sometimes it brings people out of their comfort zone. Sometimes speaking less is a better option. Let me tell you about Nelson Mandela. So his grandson went to tribal council with him. And uh, the tribal council was scheduled to go for about 30 minutes. About an hour in, people were still arguing over what they should do. And Nelson Mandela was present with his grandson and had not spoken a single word. His grandson looked at him and said, aren't you going to take control of this? Aren't you going to say something or do something? Aren't you going to help these people reach a consensus? And he smiled and he looked at his grandson and said, I'm going to let everyone else speak first. That way, if someone has a better or stronger idea than I do, I don't present my idea first and then think that they had a better idea. He says, because once I present my idea, people are going to think that I'm the person with authority and run with that one. I thought that was pretty cool. So by talking less, it shows that he appreciated what everyone else had to say, that he was thoughtful, and he was generous by giving space and allowing people to express their opinion. Another thing about speaking less, which is interesting, is it also generates a mystery about you that keeps people interested. A lot of times I'll drop little nuggets of things that I've done in my life, but I won't give all the details. It just keeps people wanting to know more about me and about what I do. So that's a powerful one. Coming at number six, be relaxed and move slow. Quick, moving, quick movements, constantly fidgeting. Those are the types of things that make you appear like you're nervous or like you're a creature in the headlights. You should always encourage relaxation. It makes sure you have a calm mind and just move a little slower. It's a positive loop. Not rushing around like the headless chicken signals that you're in control of your time and that you have a pace that you can go at. You can go at your own pace and you're fine. This alone, if you do none of the other, will shift people's perspective uh, that others have about you when they see you. And it'll help others realize that you have a good perspective of yourself and time management. Okay. How about uh, number seven? You should speak a little bit slower. Oh my goodness, listen to who's saying this. <laughs> One of the major contributors to overcoming social anxiety is adopting a principle called slow talk. Most people don't know this. Talking slower helps you tremendously. Why? Because it gives you time to think. It slows you physically and slows your thinking too. This is what you need if you're in a place where you're constantly anxious. It provides you with the space you need to be able to think better. Just because I'm doing it now doesn't mean I'm guilty of always doing it. But this works for anyone. So many of us are rushing through life and wondering, why are we so anxious or why are we so antsy? No, here's your answer. Here's your, here's your sign, right? Talk slower, calm down, elevate your perceived status, and it will garner respect. That is the way you're going to do things. Number eight, know your boundaries and exert them. People pleasers often have few boundaries. They equate pleasing people with an increase in their self-worth. And then they wonder why they go to sleep at night constantly depressed. People who command respect 
don't allow an invasion on their time and their energy. They know when to say no, and they know how to say no. This is how you stay sane and maintain high energy that the world needs from you. I have people all the time ask me, how do I maintain high energy? This is how. I am not necessarily a people pleaser. I love to help people when I can, but I also am very expressive about this is the way it is. And I think that when you put those boundaries in place and keep them in check, everything's going to flow better. All right, let's speed this up. Number nine, dress well. This little superficial thing can make a huge difference. If you dress well, you'll feel better and you create an entirely different impression versus looking scruffy or out of place. I know that sometimes I'm guilty of this. Um, I, I, I just throw on whatever fits or I throw on whatever I have. As part of weight loss journey, sometimes you're in that place. But what I can tell you is that other times it's important for you to look in the mirror and say, I look sharp, I feel good, because that needs to be important. And this one sounds counterintuitive, but it made my list. Stop trying to impress everyone. Many, many, many of us go through life thinking that if we please other people, we'll be rewarded and we'll be seen as good, especially when we're children, right? Pleasing people should not be a life strategy. It never leads to anything good for you. Um, instead, be valuable and serve people when it's appropriate. I talk a lot about losing yourself in the service of others. Confront the reality that if you're being sincere, people will know it and they'll judge you for it. You, if you go through life not really believing what you're saying and you're overly nice to everyone, then you must be from Utah. No, I'm kidding. If you, <laughs> if you don't believe you're saying you're overly nice to everyone, it becomes a form of passive aggressiveness and you can't be in that place. Sorry, Utah, I didn't mean to pick on you directly, but it's kind of true. Coming in at number 11, hold someone's eye and attention. Nothing says I'm confident and I'm interested in other people than holding someone's gaze, especially for a little longer than they think is comfortable. This is going to stand out. In my classes, a lot of times you'll hear me tell people we had a moment. And I know that sounds crazy, but those people leave class feeling like they, they had a moment. They had that that moment and a half, that 30 seconds, that 40 seconds, that one minute, that, that two and a half minutes, however long it was, where I just gave them that gaze and I spent time talking directly to them. I made them feel like they were the only person in the room and they were the only thing that mattered. That is power. When you can get to that point, that's when you know you've locked in people's attention and that's gonna help you be mentally strong and help you command respect. Okay, so that's my list of 11. I hope those help you. If you, oh, oh, I forgot to give you my challenge. My challenge for you is to identify one of the 11 you're gonna work on. And don't try to do all 11 at once. Just pick one that you're gonna to try to do better, write it down, and then take your sticky notes that you have and write down three tasks or three things that you're gonna to do to try to improve on that one trait. And then over the next 10 weeks, I challenge you to do the same thing for each one. If you'll do this, I can tell you over the course of three months, you're going to find that you're a better person. Somebody who's easier to be around, someone who's easier to deal with, and someone who people appreciate being around. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, make sure you let us know. Until next Monday, have a great weekend. Stay well, stay healthy, and most of all, stay agile, my friends. Do take care.